ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, September 26th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here until 6 o'clock, taking your phone calls. We do that at 877-420-TALK. And then we take your text as well, which is a lot easier for me since it's just me today in the producer's booth. And we'll take your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. What are we going to talk about today? Well, you think uh, you know. You're probably right. Marshall defeated on the road. It's first ever Sunbelt matchup, and it was against Troy. And Troy beat the Thundering Herd 16-7. to was not the day you wanted if you were a Herd fan. Marshall defensively kept Troy at bay for a lot of the game. And what I mean by that is you had an opportunity to win because you were limiting Troy. Troy was having success against you, but you were limiting them to field goal opportunities. And I feel like if you can limit a team to a field goal, no matter what they're doing, if you can keep them out of the end zone and instead they have to settle for field goals, then you should have an opportunity to go down and trade field goals for touchdowns. So if Marshall could manage to find itself in the end zone, Marshall could have beat Troy. It was a tough game. Give Troy a lot of credit. Troy is a team that we thought should have beat Appalachian State, or at least I thought that should have beat Appalachian State. We saw what happened with Appalachian State losing the, the James Madison. But still, I thought Troy was a team that should have had that win against Appy State. Instead, came into the game looking for its win, bounce-back win, got it against Marshall. Marshall, on the other hand now, we don't know what's going to happen here the next few weeks. Uh, you got Gardner-Webb coming in. That's going to be the game that we're going to talk about for the rest of the week. So my question to you is, are you, are you ready for Marshall and Gardner-Webb? Are you going to the game? Because I know there's a tendency that, okay, I'll come back when Marshall's good again. There's that tendency there. And you look at the opponent, it's not Louisiana, it's not App State, it's not one of the, the more attractive Sunbelt matchups. Instead, it's Gardner-Webb. And you might think, okay, sure, they were, they were competitive with Coastal Carolina, but do I really care? It's Gardner-Webb. So I want to kind of get a feel from you today. Are you, are you actually going? Saturday, is, is this going to be your, you know, I'm taking, the, I'm taking the game off. I'm not going to that. We'll see what the actual attendance looks like. And the number we'll get will be, of course, tickets out. But we'll still see what the numbers look like on Saturday. So we got plenty of time to, to see if that rings true or not. You know, will there be a dip in attendance because of the last two games on top of its Gardner-Webb? Are you excited? Are you not excited? Let's get some of your text in. We do that again, 304-396-TALK, 304 304- Three nine six eight two five five. I appreciate you guys getting them in early. I do appreciate that. I've uh, got Michael from Marion, Ohio. He writes in and asks, "How do we beat the number eight team in the nation and then lose the last two games? It's like we had had two different teams and their problems in the program." 
One thing Coach Huff talked about, and I listened in a little bit on his Sunbelt presser today, and it's a little bit of the same from his presser on Saturday that I got to listen to only because, you know, um, Dave Wilson from um, the radio network was uh, so gracious enough to, to actually share it with me. If not, you know, I don't think most of us would have got a chance to really hear what he had to say after his, uh, his conversation with Mark Martin. But it was Coach talking about, yeah, there's more film on the herd now. Well, obviously, there's more film on the herd. And so he's sort of saying, look, we kind of we got exposed a little bit. There's some, there's some things here. We were covering up a little bit because there wasn't that much film on us. Notre Dame had what? The Norfolk State game to work with. Marshall had a good game plan against Notre Dame. It was then the number eight team in the country. And Marshall was able to, I don't want to say surprise them. I don't want to try to analyze a game two weeks ago into this situation we're in now, but Marshall was able to take advantage of Notre Dame. You know, Marshall saw something. And honestly, I'm not trying to take anything away from the win. It was against a, a ranked opponent. So you take the win against a ranked opponent. It goes in the record books. You defeated, upset a top 10 team. You upset them. You beat them. And you get to live off that victory for a long time now. Because coaches were saying, well, they beat Notre Dame. In the last two weeks, Bowling Green and Troy both referenced Hey, this team's good. They just didn't go in and beat Notre Dame. It wasn't a fluke. They were real. So, I think Notre Dame is a little overrated, to be honest with you. And I don't want to take anything away from Marshall and his success. You went into South Bend, Indiana. You won that game. And you can buy the commemorative plaques. You can buy the commemorative shirts. You can get that Herald Dispatch article with my good friend Luke Creasy's byline on it. You can buy that, hang that on your wall. Luke does not get an additional piece of the profit, I don't believe. But you can buy that and have that attractive Herald Dispatch front page. You can frame that. And we can live off that forever. Marshall beat Notre Dame. First time ever playing Notre Dame and won that game. I still go to offices sometimes and I'll see first SEC win. Some people are still living off the Clemson win or the South Carolina win, the Kansas State win. Somebody's got – I've seen that out there. And those are great, but I still think Notre Dame was a little overrated. And then Bowling Green just shake my head there. Troy, on the other hand, Troy's not a bad loss. If you're looking at losses, the Bowling Green game, bad loss – in the grand scheme of things. Troy, not a bad loss from the standpoint that I thought Troy was deserving of beating Appalachian State, and I held Appalachian State in high regard this season. So, not a bad loss. I I just, I don't know. Scratch my head on this. You beat Notre Dame, and I'm with Coach. You know, just because you beat Notre Dame doesn't mean you're going to win the rest of them. I will, I will can. I'll concede that point. Just because you beat Notre Dame doesn't mean you're expected to go out there and win the rest. I will I will concede that point. 
100 percent because there's some good teams left on the schedule which probably could beat notre dame there are probably a couple of teams left on marshall's schedule that could beat notre dame so let's uh let's be easy here all right uh more from you texter is telling me rain or shine 12 and 0 or 0 and 12 i'll forever support my herd beat gardner webb there you go doesn't matter the record doesn't matter the opponent Game day, if it's going to rain or not, doesn't matter. Go into the games. Thank you for that. Um, okay, this texter writes in, yes, going to the game because the herd is playing. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. Yes, Saturday was a tremendously disappointing loss and didn't expect this. I hope we can rebound and be ready for Louisiana in a couple of weeks. I hope so as well. There's going to be plenty of time to get ready for that. Get ready, get, get a game plan going, figure it out. I don't know what you're going to see against Gardner-Webb, what kind of game plan it's going to be other than a game plan to win the game. But is it going to be back to basics? Is it going to be designed to get Marshall back to where it needs to be? We'll we'll find out. But textures are telling me you're going to the game. So that's that's good to hear, at least from the the standpoint that, okay, Marshall's lost a couple on the road. But the herd's back in town. Let's go see the herd. Uh, Texter writes in and says that the win over Notre Dame is starting to look like more and more like a fluke. The fact is the herd is not a good team as of now. As of now, the herd is not winning games. That is absolutely right. Could the team that played against Troy beat Notre Dame? And we, we make these comparisons because it's a fun exercise for fans. It's a fun exercise. Coaches probably would like us to stop that. But we look at these things and go, okay, this team got beat by Marshall. And this team is the best team on the schedule. So there shouldn't be any other team that Marshall should have difficulties with, right? Or, okay, that was a big win. But maybe that wasn't a good win because look at what Notre Dame's done. We can have those conversations after the end of the season. I mean, Bowling Green might come storming back and, and win the Mid-American Conference, and then we'll go, yeah, no, hey, it wasn't so bad. They found their footing. that They're okay. Troy might win the West Division, win the Sun Belt. Troy could win the West Division and could win the Sun Belt regular season uh, you know, championship, win the championship game. And then you're, you're feeling like, okay, well, Marshall, Marshall could have been – could have been right there, but got beat by the eventual champion. Do you take that? Is that something you sit there and you go, okay, well, hey, it, it took the champ to beat us. It took the champ. It's like me. Yeah, you know, the Bengals, they got beat by the Super Bowl champ. Okay, maybe not a not a good comparison here. Texter is writing in and telling me that, or asking me, do you have a feel if Ali is going to play this Saturday? Uh, I'm going to say no. The texter continues and says, I would think it would be a great game to bring him back and tune up for Louisiana. I don't think you're going to see him on the turf until, look, the way this schedule plays out, you've got the game, and then you've got that gap in between Gardner-Webb which Marshall should win. I know 
coaches don't like hearing that. They don't want to hear me say Marshall should win this game, or they don't want to hear fans say we should win this game. Marshall should win that game. Then you you have plenty of time to get ready for Louisiana, and I don't think Louisiana is going to be as difficult as I thought it might be that game. We'll see. But I think Marshall has some time. And then you got more time after that. I think I would bring him along. I would pace him. I wouldn't throw him in right away. I would take advantage of the schedule. You don't want him to come back too soon. You um, you definitely want to get him back in there, but you don't want him to come back too soon. So if I had to put a game on it, so let's let's be honest. It's it's not going to be the Gardner Webb game. So on the first, I wouldn't I wouldn't have him out there. Then on the twelfth, I I wouldn't have him for the Louisiana game. And then. We get to James Madison. I would circle. I'd circle James Madison, maybe. James Madison or Coastal. 22nd or 29th. If if I was a if I was a betting man, if I was a gambling man right now, I would take a shot. On the 22nd, maybe, for James Madison or maybe Coastal when he's back. I could completely be wrong. He could show up on Saturday. I don't think he's showing up on Saturday. I don't think he's going to be out there until uh, I, I I would wager on James Madison or Coastal. That's just me. I don't. I don't have the... Uh, I don't have the agenda in front of me for Coach Huff. I don't have his calendar, his his game plan right there in front of me, but that's when I'm expecting uh, to see something. I would think I, I, that if I was if I was going to guess. Let's um let's see what happens. We got schedule news to talk about. Let's do that when we continue. It's it's official worst kept secret. The current worst kept secret of Marshall Athletics will We'll talk about the official details of the schedule edition. We'll get your text in as well. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. It's Monday. It's The Drive, and it's only on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to your Monday, September 26th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking your text this hour. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So on top of everything we've been talking about, Marshall and Troy trying to put that aside and maybe look on to the next game against Gardner-Webb earlier question today to you if you weren't with us uh, is are you are you ready to go are you set are you going to the game are you going to go watch marshall 
play Gardner Webb. You can text those uh, comments and responses in again. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we got the news today. It's official now. It's official official. It was pretty official when Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch put it out there. So it was pretty official. But now it's official official. Marshall is going to go to North Carolina State for a non-conference football game. It's set for October 7th, 2023. So this is the game that we were looking for because of the Navy vacancy. Navy decided to cancel the Marshall game. Because Marshall's got that zero-week game in Ireland. Didn't want to play Marshall. And what can you say about that? You travel to Ireland to play a game, and then, then you, you, don't want to, you don't want to deal with the herd afterwards. I get it. Logistics. So, Marshall off the schedule. Navy is going to play Wagner. What an exciting contest for the midshipmen. Wagner. Going to be a home game for Navy. So Marshall gets a buyout. $250,000 buyout. Remember, this contract was signed in 2011. Remember, we were talking about this contract 10 years ago. 2011. Now, how this happened. And I'll give Marshall credit. Detailed it out in the release. The release was pretty detailed. And I'll give them I'll give them props for that. Because there is an availability that happened. Cincinnati and NC State and Marshall all worked together on this. So Cincinnati and NC State were scheduled to play a game and 2023 in Raleigh. But Cincinnati negotiated an early exit from the American Athletic Conference to enter the Big 12. That'll happen on July 1st, 2023. And so as part of that, Cincinnati reached agreement with NC State. They're going to terminate that non-conference game. It's, it's, it's over. It's done. So that's out. So now, Marshall's in the fold here. Marshall's in the mix. Because Marshall gets in here, and Marshall is able to get the replacement game, find a replacement game for Marshall. And this is what... This is what the commissioner, I'm sorry, this is what the athletic director, uh, I don't think he's, uh, I'm not promoting him to athletic director just yet. I like Commissioner Gill. So Christian Spears, athletic director, is quoted saying, part of that agreement allowed Marshall to find a replacement game for Navy as well as secure a game guarantee versus a well-respected opponent in a great location that we anticipate Thundering Herd fans will want to visit with us. So that's what... That's what athletic director Christian Spears said. Marshall's going to get $850,000 from Cincinnati. 
and $150,000 from NC State. So Marshall, Cincinnati, NC State working this all out. NC State gets an opponent. Cincinnati gets out of the the conference, the non-conference game. Marshall gets paid the buyout from Navy, $850,000 from Cincinnati, and $150,000 from NC State. So Marshall is getting paid. Marshall is getting paid. And Spears added in the release, we understand the decision made by Navy, and we are grateful for the relationship we have in college athletics. These things can get complex, but when you have strong relationships, they tend to get managed at a high level with trust and transparency, and that is what happened here. So this is where the herd's going to go in 2023. Are you excited? Are you excited for this? Is NC State a game in which you will want to go see the hurt. Now, take out of the equation for a moment. For some of you, this doesn't matter. Wherever Marshall plays, if you can go, you're going. So I, I, I know your answer. Or do I? Instead, yeah. Are you excited? Are you excited to go to Raleigh, North Carolina? That, that's the real question here. That's That's got to be the real question. That's the only question. Are you excited to go to Raleigh, North Carolina and see Marshall play the Wolfpack? Does that excite you enough to book a trip to go to Raleigh? I mean, it's Raleigh, so it's not that far. It's not like going to Texas here. So you can get to Raleigh, North Carolina. And North Carolina, it's a fun state. Again, this isn't like, I don't know, this isn't like going to Bowling Green, Ohio here. You can do some things in in Raleigh. Fair? Is that fair? On the grand scheme of things, where's a more fun destination? Bowling Green, Ohio. Raleigh, North Carolina. Bowling Green, Ohio. Raleigh, North Carolina. So, it's an upgrade on on travel destination. And several of you have told me you don't like playing Mac schools. And some of you have even said, because Mac schools, it's the Super Bowl for them. So, here you go. Marshall playing in Raleigh, North Carolina in 2023, October 7th, the herd on the road. Are you excited to go see Marshall play in Raleigh against NC State? The text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All right, Texture's already jumped in. I will be very excited to go to the NC State game next year if I'm able. There you go. It's it's an early sample size, but this texter is already excited to go to the game. Probably on MapQuest right now, booking booking passage. Is it is it Priceline, Travelocity, MapQuest? What are you guys using these days? I got this app on my phone I use. 
actually have I haven't got a tr- chance to travel for a while. They don't actually allow me out of this room for for Marshall road games. I get I get to go I get to go to Marshall home games. They don't allow me out of this room for anything other than Marshall home games and for me to go to Roosters. So you guys um, you guys got to remind me how do you plan a trip like this? Uh, it's gonna be fun. It'd be simple. It'll be simple drive. Go down to North Carolina. Go to Raleigh. Texture once. Um, probably see the sights. Some of you probably have never been to Raleigh. And I can remember years ago, all huddled up near the radio trying to get you know the latest update where Marshall had many of opportunity to almost beat NC State. Can it happen? Can it happen? We're going to find out next year. I want to get more of your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. It's the Monday edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue to take your text this hour. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You can be a part of the program by texting 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You know, we've been talking about football a lot, and, and so we should. Top 25 is out, AP Top 25. Right now, I'm wondering, when's Kansas going to get in? When's Kansas getting into the Top 25? They're number 26, if you believe such things. Top 10 looks like this, Georgia. Alabama, Ohio State, then you get Michigan at four. Clemson is fifth. Southern Cal, six. Kentucky, seven, moving up a spot. Tennessee is eighth. How about that? Tennessee, 4 0. I didn't think I'd see that again in my lifetime. Huntington High football coach Billy Seals right now. Loving life. Tennessee is 4 0. His Vols. Oklahoma State is nine. And then NC State, that's Marshall's opponent next year. NC State. Number 10, uh, rest of the top 10 looks like this. Uh, I'm sorry, rest of the top 25 looks like this. Number 11, Penn State. Utah is 12th, Oregon's 13th, and then you got Mississippi at 14, Washington at 15, Baylor is at 16, uh, Texas A&M is 17, Oklahoma is 18, BYU comes in at 19, Arkansas is 20th, and then rounding it out, Minnesota is 21st, Wake Forest 22. Hey, look, Florida State. There you are, not in the poll last week, 23rd. Pittsburgh is 24th, and Kansas State is 25th. So three new additions, Minnesota, Florida State. It's been a while since Florida State's had a a real shot at that top 25 ranking. And Kansas State, as I mentioned, Kansas is receiving votes. So it's Kansas, Cincinnati, then Florida, Washington State, Syracuse, Oregon State, Texas Tech, LSU. Hey, I see you there, James Madison. I see you with four four points. UCLA, Tulane, and then TCU. So imagine this, if you will. Here's a scenario for you. James Madison, which isn't eligible to win the conference championship. James Madison, which is not eligible to win the conference championship, not eligible to go to a bowl game this year. James Madison. Imagine if James Madison runs the table, is the 
uncrowned de facto uncrowned de facto champion here. Because really, even if James Madison finishes first in the East Division, I mean, for all all purposes, they're the champ of the East. They can't go to the championship game. So they can win the division. They can't go to the championship game. And that means they can't go to, say, if they're highly ranked, they couldn't go to the Access Bowl or any bowl in that matter. I That would be hilarious to me. That here's James Madison making that step up and probably one of the most deserving teams. Now, there's a lot of things that have got to happen first. James Madison's got to run the table. And if you're a Herd fan, you hope that doesn't happen. You absolutely want to see Marshall beat James Madison. But James Madison, I mean, what if James Madison is ranked by the time Marshall gets a hold of him? What if that happens? What if James Madison works its way up, the poll works its way up to a point where things have happened, James Madison gets in, and then Marshall, I don't know, something crazy happens. Marshall beats a ranked opponent. So you all have had two ranked wins. I know, I'm looking ahead. I'm looking way far ahead. I can do that, though. I can enter into these exercises because, let's let's be honest here. How excited are you for, you're going to the game. Let's establish that. You're going to the game. How excited are you really for Gardner-Webb? 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. There you go, though. James Madison. I would love to see a ranked James Madison team come in to Huntington. That would be fun. And then if Marshall can beat James Madison, there you go. So Sunbelt still receiving votes. Some team is still receiving votes. James Madison waving the flag this week after Appalachian State getting beat. Tell you what, they had them. They had them dead and then forgot to kill them. So all of a sudden, Appalachian State is uh, not the team we thought it was. We didn't. We didn't expect this, did we? I had them pretty. I was actually, in my mind, I allowed this at one point. Wow, wouldn't it be great if Marshall came into the Appalachian State game undefeated, and then Appalachian State only had that one loss, and both teams were ranked? Text lines three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five. We've got more coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our final segment of today's edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I had even a chance earlier today to, the, to get the audio from Coach Huff's Sunbelt Presser. We usually do that on Monday. I had some uh, technical issues. However, uh, the good news is uh, I haven't had a chance to break it down, so you're going to have to get it in its entirety. But I do want to share it with you. I have got Coach Huff's media availability from earlier in the afternoon. I'm going to play it for you. And this is him uh, addressing the media and answering a couple of questions as we look back on the game against Troy. Here is Coach Huff. I'm excited to be back home in Huntington uh, this week uh, against a really good opponent, Gardner-Webb, coming in. 
um, after three weeks on the road uh, to be back at home in front of our fans uh, here in the Joan uh, will be exciting. Thank you. Our first questions come from um, Alvaro Torres with Enzoners. Please go ahead. Hi, Coach Huff. Thank, thank you for your time. Well, uh, how has the win against Notre Dame affected your team? And would you say that there is some sort of hangover after such an historic win? No, I, I don't think it's affected our team. I think there were some things that we were able to mask early in the season um, due to, one, not having a lot of film out there, and two, due to the opponents early in the year um, that have become issues um, that have shown up a little bit in different situations. Um, I think there are some things that we didn't do in the first two games as far as turning the ball over, penalties, sacks, um, things that, that, that expose some of those issues more. Um, that have happened in the last couple of games. Um, you know, we deal with 18 to 22 year olds, man. I mean, whatever's on TikTok now is, is, is interesting. Whatever's not, it's not. So for, for adults and fans, and yeah, it's easy to point to that, but trust me, our guys, that's the last thing that I would be concerned about being the hangover. Now, what they did last night or, you know, I mean, what they talked about over the weekend. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's some things that have shown up um, that we've gotten exposed on that in the first couple of weeks we were able to kind of um, kind of mask or hide. Um, and then as you get more film out there, as teams start the game plan, um, as we make some mistakes that we didn't make in the first couple games, um, some of those things have shown up. And we're playing really good teams. Uh, last couple of teams we played have been really good opponents. Um, so as, as all those things kind of build up, um, you know, th those are the things that you got to continue each week to kind of fix and continue each week to adjust into uh, moving forward. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Our next questions come from uh, Luke Creasy. Luke, please go ahead. Hey, Coach. How are you this morning? Good. Um, yeah, two parts, really. You talked about uh, ending a three-game road trip, uh, finally get to play back in Huntington for the first time in, in almost a month. and. Um, you know, uh, how, how good is, is that going to be to, to kind of play in front of a home crowd and maybe brings a little more energy, you know, from, from the stands uh, for the team? Well, I, I think it's always good when you can play at home just because there, there's a lot of fans in this community that support us that just financially or, you know, logistically can't go on every road trip, you know. So I like playing in front of the fans here. Um, I think we have a really good home environment. I think our players enjoy it. Um, you know, there's there's little kids that want to see the herd play and, and they can't go to um, Troy or to Bowling Green uh, for whatever reason that is. So from an energy standpoint, I think our energy has been good. I think our energy is good wherever we go. Um, but I do think the fans as close as they are to this team, as close as this team is um, to our community, you know, to play in front of those guys, uh, you know, to get hugs in the parking lot uh, for everybody to be out there at the Thunderwalk. You know, to me, that that's something special. On Saturday after the loss, we talked about how kind of a similar start to this year as it was last year. Start 2-0, drop two games. How important is uh, this next game to um, to maybe get your bearings back uh, and, and do things that you know you can do well? Well, well, yeah, I think, like you said, I mean, we're, we're not in uncharted waters at all. You know, I know um perception or excitement and reality may you know you beat Notre Dame so you're supposed to win every game from now until the end of time not true um the reality is we were in a very similar situation last year where you know we started out two and oh like you said we dropped two um ended up being in the dog fight in game um game four or five or whatever it was and it spun us into 
um, a few a few big wins. Um, so again, it's not uncharted waters. I think what we got to focus on is not necessarily the opponent or how big the game is or where the game is. We, we got to focus on the things that we can control um, that that lead to winning football. You know, we got to focus on taking care of the ball. We got to focus on managing first and second down, so you're not in third and ten. We got to focus on protection. Um, you know, defense played really well Saturday, um, but we gave up 320 some odd yards of passing. Um, so it kind of gets mirrored in there. All the things that you know are, are necessarily we need to clean up. That's what we need to focus on this week. Charles Huff, his comments to the media earlier this afternoon. And, uh, of course, tomorrow it's his presser when he's actually in front of the local media. We will have his reaction and, of course, his responses to all the questions that he's going to get tomorrow. We'll have that for you on tomorrow's edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, this is game week at home. Gardner-Webb, the opponent. So that means uh, we'll go on the air Saturday with our pregame coverage, 1230. Going to be a little earlier than we're used to these last few weeks. And we're not going to be at Roosters as well. We're going to be back on Thunder Street. So looking forward to it. Seeing you all once again. We'll be live on Thunder Street for Saturday's game between Marshall and Gardner-Webb. So I think that's about it for today. We, we went through it all pretty well. I, oh, I got to mention before, and I'm not overlooking it. I promise you I'm not. And I will make uh, make sure that uh, I will treat it as the big deal that it is. Uh, number four, Marshall, defeating unranked West Virginia, one nothing in the Mountain State Derby on Saturday night at Hoops Family Field uh, in the home opener and Sun Belt Conference play. So Marshall gets its first Sun Belt Conference win. Herds now five one and one one. Zero and one in Sun Belt play. And on top of that, the Marshall women's soccer team got its win, looking for its conference win for a while. It got a win over Appalachian State 3 2 Sunday. So the Thundering Herd beat the Mountaineers twice in soccer this weekend. The West Virginia Mountaineers and the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Ladies and gentlemen, I put this as evidence that Marshall is a soccer school. That is evidence into the record. Marshall is now a soccer school. Take that as you will, but I'm going to live and die by that stance. Marshall's a soccer school now. Number four team in the country on the men's side, and the women got a victory. Good enough for me. I've declared Marshall a soccer school now. If you don't like it, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Again, on Twitter, at Paul Swan. We'll take your text tomorrow. We'll circle back here. We'll hear from Coach Huff. We'll have his comments and find out what he has to say as the opponent this week is Gardner-Webb. Are you excited? Are you ready just to forget the last couple of weekends and get back to the Joan to see herd football? We're going to find out together on Saturday. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you on Tuesday where we will do it all over again. Don't worry. We'll be back tomorrow. And if you would like to subscribe to our podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's free, too. When I say subscribe, it's free. Find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Have a great night, everyone.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.